Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm Rachel True. And I'm Trent Venegas. And you're listening to Quoting Gene Roddenberry. The 100-day podcast that celebrates what would have been the 100th birthday of the man that created Star Trek. Each day between now and the end of our podcast, August 19th, one of Star Trek's biggest icons, or celebrity fans, or both, will be quoting Gene Roddenberry. Then we're going to take a deep dive into why we think this sci-fi legend still has a lot to say to the world. is read by Next Generation Royalty, Michelle Forbes. You can't write in science fiction, and you certainly can't read very much of it without realizing that sexual equality is as basic and as important as any other equality. And we would like to welcome back our guest host this week, actress, the amazing Charisma Carpenter. Welcome back, Charisma. Hi, thank you. It's good to be back. I'm enjoying this so much. I'd love to hear that. We are having a great time speaking with you this week. I'm going to jump right in uh, because I have like okay. a lot of thoughts oh. about about this quote. First, I love the way that Michelle read it. Uh, her character Ensign Rowe is one of my favorite Star Trek characters. And uh, it's just it's just lovely to see her reading this. So I hope all of our, our listeners out there check out these videos on our social media accounts. But in terms of uh, the quote where Jean says, you can't write in science fiction, and you certainly can't read it very much without realizing that sexual equality is as basic as any other kind of equality. Uh, I'm referring back to the podcast from yesterday where we talked about the power of Buffy and Angel and, and how shows like that uh, are able to transcend just the basic surface level of what you think the show is and teach you more and entertain you in more like educational ways or enlightened ways. And when you think about powerful characters like Buffy, like Cordelia, like Ensign Rowe, like Captain Catherine Janeway, uh, it's Jean is saying it's a scientific fact that sexual equality, that the equality of sexes is just as basic as everything else. Like women are capable of doing anything that men can do. Like that's essentially the gist of, of the quote. And um, I'm not sure if we know the date of when he said this, but it really reminds me of like the, the 1970s when, you know, uh, the ERA was being discussed and, and lobbied for and, um, you know, a, a woman's place is in the White House and, and, and those kinds of sayings. Like that's what this quote uh, resonates with me when when I first read it and then when I got to hear uh, Michelle read it for us again. Well, Trent, think about how absurd it is to think I'm going to go to another planet and talk to an alien, but I don't think this woman over here mm-hmm. could be a president mm-hmm. because she's a lady and has mm-hmm. lady parts. Mm-hmm. It's insane. I mean, the absurdity mm-hmm. of it is just mind-boggling. But we as humans tend to disconnect, you know, from things uh, like this. What do you think of this quote, Charisma? I'm thinking that uh, just such a given for me that it's mm-hmm. hard to like 
You know what I mean? It's like, I do. I do. You know what I mean? Like, I am just as capable. I'm, you know, it's just difficult for me to just, you know, again, in the last four years, it just feels like we've taken a bit, some serious back steps on the progress we've made in, Mm -hmm. you know, in the 60s in the ERA. It's just in the deepest part of my soul so aggravating to have to advocate and repeat just something that should be so basic. Like I can multitask. I can, you know, yes, I can be hot tempered and have, have an opinion about a thing. And that is not making me a bitch. That is making me, you know, (laughs) an emotive human being. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just like if, if another, if a man does that and he expresses himself in a certain kind of way, then it's like, you know, it's whatever, the, all the cliches. I don't mm-hmm. want to repeat the cliches. The point mm-hmm. is, is that I think it's fascinating in the scope of science fiction, because if you leave gender out of it, like if you're dealing with aliens or creatures or whatever, there is no male, female, I, I feel like mm-hmm. I can't, it's just an essence. Right. And it would be amazing if we were just all dealing with each other based on our essence and our, our definite, our character mm-hmm. and dealing with each other based on, you know, how we treat each other and how we, how a person makes us feel rather than our history and, you know, and our, our, um, yeah. sexuality. Can I jump in, Charisma, and say, I don't know that we advance, we advance so much from the 60s, but I don't know that we advance as much as people thought, right, for us to end up exactly where we were. It's been latent, hasn't it? Hasn't yeah. it just been kind of laying dormant, but never really going I mean, away? Just, right. And I say for some of us, it's not even latent, to be 100% honest. You know what I mean? Like, Yes, a thousand percent. There's always been this thing. But I feel like even now with Trump not being on Twitter, I feel like there's a sense of calm. Like it's not being it's not being microphoned every day Mm -hmm. and finding a new audience. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean it's gone away. Correct. Right. It's still happening. It's still homegrown. It's still (laughs) on the under things. Mm -hmm. But it's not in my face every single day. Mm -hmm. I, I don't feel like I'm getting a costed on the right and accosted on the left. But maybe if I was black, I would feel that. And maybe if I was a gay Latino, I would Mm -hmm. feel that. Maybe let me clarify if, and say not accosted. It's just that it, their undercurrent of it has always been there. Like yeah. charisma. When I got the craft, my agent literally said, do not act like the white girls. They will fire you for the same behavior. Like that's my agent, you know? And so it's always was a your thr- agent white. No, it was a black agent. And my white agent told me the same thing. Mm. But also, but also human resources with the craft said, this is the deal. Tell her to take it or leave it. We have another black girl. That's literally what Sony said to my team. So it's Mm. always been a through line in me. But one thing I want to say, at least with this quote, is even though, because I agree so much with what you said, Charisma, Mm -hmm. it's like a duh. Do we even need to discuss this? A duh. But we do because kids today, they don't know. The fact that Gene Ronberry was 
thinking this way and saying these things and wanted the enterprise to be 50-50 split Mm -hmm. gender-wise is phenomenal. And I feel like it is relevant to talk about. And I know we all think the same way because we want the kids. You're raising children, right? And you sort of like Jews say, to never forget. I don't want to forget where we came from. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be living in my trauma pain body all the time, as Eckhart Tolle says. But at the same time, I think it's important for us to realize, oh, no, this is going on today because men literally in the 70s like could beat their wives and everyone was like, that's what men do. Yeah. You know, like it's this it's so close to us. So I feel like we're like um, little toddlers still as humans. What what do you guys think? Getting back to what you you alluded to, uh, Rachel, uh, Gene originally wanted the cast of Star Trek to be 50-50 male and female and the network did not allow it. And then he decided, well, then I'm going to make my first officer a woman. And again, that did not fly. So from the very beginning, he was always trying to make sure that the sexes were equal in, in the scope of the world that he uh, was in control of and even then he wasn't able to but he he kept at it and uh ultimately played the long game and eventually by the next generation more female characters were in positions of power on the starship enterprise but still it mm-hmm. took until 1995 for a woman mm-hmm. to be the captain of of a of a ship on a lead series that's not to say that there weren't captains or admirals on Star Trek, but they weren't lead characters on the show. It took until 1995 for a woman to have the lead role on one of the Star Trek franchises. But people forget, too, like in America, when um, Kennedy was running, people were like, we can't have a Catholic. Mm-hmm. He'll tell the Pope all our secrets. Yep. So we can be very narrow minded, I think. Right. Until we see our reflection, mm-hmm. perhaps in sci fi or something that takes it outside of ourselves. I don't know. I mean, I guess I kind of wish I I wish I could have said, Mr. Rodemary, like, how did you come up thinking this way? Yeah. You know, because I know. Yeah, I was I'm actually like, just thinking that same thing. Like, wh- did what? Who was his? Nuts. Who were his influences? Was this just his mom? Was this a it was just put in his head, you know, from his How mom. did this become? Because back in this time period in the 60s, there was an expression, uh, free white and 21, hmm. <laughs> which meant if you were white and young and you owned the world. Yeah. That's what free white and 21 meant. It's a very old expression. But I bring it up to say Mr. Roddenberry could have easily just kicked back into that. Absolutely. But he didn't. Yeah. But he didn't. And it gives me so much hope. And when people I hear people like you, Charisma, raising children or Claire Kramer, our producer, raising children Mm -hmm. in today's world, I think, okay, maybe we have a shot to realize sexual inequality. Because one thing Charisma said about energy in the very beginning or essence, I've said this before, when I wake up in the morning, I don't feel my gender or anything. I just wake up and I'm a conscious, sentient being. Right. That's Mm -hmm. all I know is I'm I'm sentient and con thinking. And then I suppose I roll over on these giant boobies and I'm like, I'm a girl. And then I go in the bathroom and I see I am a, a, a gorgeous peanut butter, gorgeous brown colored mm-hmm. girl. But I don't necessarily I don't think all those. I'm not lying in bed going, I'm a female, a black female. Right. I'm just a right. brain mm-hmm. really underneath it all. It's really fascinating what you're saying, because I am raising an 18 year old boy and we have a lot of conversations around feminism. Mm-hmm. And it's really important that he understand his privilege as a 
18 year old white male mm-hmm. in uh in in this day and age and he's straight you know he's he's hasn't had any real obstacles in his life good uh, by the way mm-hmm. you know like i mean he has in some sense you know there have been relationships that have been trying you know even mine with his with him has been strained at different times in in our life together but i feel like a responsibility to explain uh, what feminism means and that it, it really doesn't mean anti-male. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean I'm against you. This isn't a rivalry. This isn't a war against each other. We are, it is just saying, you know, if two people are showing up and they're both qualified, you know, I actually spoke to a tech, um, a tech, uh, owner, a company owner of a tech company and uh, he literally told me if I had two people showing up for the same job, I would 100% with the same qualifications, all that, I would definitely go with a man. And not because he's a man, but because the culture of a company in his mind and his validation, he felt that it is more disruptive to have women because of this sexual tension that it creates. Because men can't control themselves. That's because men and or they're rebuffed or they're salivating and inappropriate or you know what I mean? It's like it's and if if that gives anybody any insight of what a woman has to navigate, mm-hmm. you know, it's insane in a corporate corporate world, you know, it if it hopefully it explains, you know, it, it expresses um, you know. It was an honest conversation mm-hmm. and I appreciate the sharing and that's his truth. That's his experience, yeah. you know, like as a leader that, you know, it's just harder. But were you tempted harder. to ask him, well, is it not your responsibility then to teach men to learn to control their loins and desires? It's not his responsibility. It's my responsibility with my son. It's my responsibility. Uh, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a that's very a good, good point. point. But I you mean, as a, but I'm saying as somebody who's running a company, I think it is his responsibility. But right. your point well, he, is I, very I valid. Hire people that would respond that way. But, you know, we all yeah. walk around with our masks on. Who knows? That's yes, very yes, true. All the right things. Thing. And then That's next very thing you true. know, you find out this person's like a, a. But I also want to jump in and say it is up to women too to check ourselves because, as Charisma pointed out, we all wear masks, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I was shooting a movie in South Africa, and then Zimbabwean producer said, I'm the only woman at my job. I'm the only black woman at my job and I wouldn't want another black woman. It was like, it reminded me of the nineties. It was a bit of a Highlander mm-hmm. thing. We can only have one black person in this goddamn movie. So we're going to pit all you black chicks against each other. Right. And I thought, okay, she lives in Zimbabwe and she's working in South Africa. So there it's like 1950 in South Africa compared mm-hmm. to here. So I didn't judge her for that. I understood what she was saying, because really she's saying there is only room for one black woman at this. Right. Company. And it's going to be know. me. And it's yeah. going to be me, yeah. but <laughs> which we uh, as actresses, I think we understand what she's saying or I'll speak for myself. I do. But we have to take in our fellow man. The whole point and the things we've been talking about all week on this podcast with charisma is, you know, our own desires, but also how do we include and how do we connect with our fellow man? Mm-hmm. And the Highlander way doesn't work, no. I will say. No, it's communication like we're having right now. And it's with 
entertainment properties like Star Trek and other sci-fi, uh, science-minded entertainment, uh, that's the way that we're going to affect change. And it's not going to happen overnight. And, and as Charisma said, like, it's still happening now. You know, like my mother, my late mother, uh, she's was much older of two generations older than me. And uh, it was unfathomable to her that a woman could be president. She just could not mm. understand <laughs> how a woman could do the job. And it just, it was so great. Did she, she just, say why? She just thought that, you know, men are are more geared towards leading and women are more geared but toward we, we believe our Supporting. own conditioning. Mm-hmm. If she's if she's your mom's age and she's that generation, she's heard yeah. it all her life. Yeah. And so by the time you get to be an adult, you believe yeah. it. And that's why yeah. I'm saying I'm trying to dissect some of the things that were placed on top of my gener- and Trent's generation, yeah. Gen X, and Christmas yeah. too, actually, is Gen X. So, you know, we're sort of we're sort of a borderline between the boomers and the the future. Mm-hmm. When you were talking about the woman in Zimbabwe that just said, you know, there's not enough, you know, I don't want to be on a set with another, another black <laughs> woman. You reminded me of a Michelle Obama quote, and I'm paraphrasing, but basically, and I really believe that's in my core. It just spoke to me so deeply. And I share it often on uh, Instagram occasionally, well, not often, but occasionally. And she says, you know, uh, it's oh, as a woman in your life, it's always good to have somebody ahead of you that you can look up to and someone behind you that you pull up, uh, yeah. you know? So it's really important, you know, unfortunately that, that she, the woman that you were dealing with would really probably benefit from hearing that quote. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many times I've asked to for support and directing, you know, to shadow and how many times my female cohorts have un- have not responded, just flat out really? didn't respond. It 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 may be that, mm. but I don't I don't I I didn't imagine it. But right. it, maybe it is what you said. You know, maybe that's what it is. It's like you know, I got to get mine. I don't want to help mm. you. I don't want to believe that. Right. I want to believe we have this- a hunger for brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's as conscious with everyone as all that. Like I said, when it's been ingrained and you've been taught and raised up that way, it takes being aware and conscious and then undoing the behavior, right? And a lot of people don't have the luxury of therapy or good friends to reflect for them some of these God, behaviors. Isn't that the truth about yeah, therapy it, it is. And therapy is a, it's a luxury, but you know, I will say this for people listening, there's a lot of um, state resources out there that if you do the research, there are state programs that'll give you funding to go to therapy. Mm -hmm. Uh, You do have to do the legwork. They make you work for stuff, right? Uh, If you're going to get it for free. But I'm saying I love therapy because it taught me the skills I didn't necessarily learn in my household. No disparaging to my parent for my parents, whatever. Me too. But me too. They did the best they could, and then I had to unlearn some skills yep. they taught me, embrace mm-hmm. the ones that worked for me, and learn mm-hmm. a whole bunch of new ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is where I'm still at. You are such a great guest, Charisma. Oh, thank you so much. You really have been. And uh, we're lucky we have you for a couple more episodes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And if you want to watch today's video of Michelle Forbes reading the quote, you can check it out on our official Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And we hope you'll join us tomorrow for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's quote. So tweet us, 
post us, DM us, whatever. We're at Roddenberry on Twitter and Facebook and at Roddenberry Official on Instagram. Quoting Gene Roddenberry is a Roddenberry podcast hosted by me, Rachel True. And me, Trent Venegas. Producing are Claire Kramer and Kelsey Goldberg with executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Engineering and editing are provided by Elizabeth Joy Windham. And special thanks to all those who were kind enough to read a quote and give a voice to Gene Roddenberry's everlasting words. Live long and prosper. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.